Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode eight of the No Pucks Given podcast. Sorry for the uh, little hiatus last week, but uh, the boys and I took a break, and now we are back this week. So you're joined by, obviously, me, one of your co-hosts, Eric Porcelli, and I'm joined by my two really good friends, Nick Del Pret and Thomas Umana. How's it going, guys? I'm doing good, man. Yeah, sorry, everyone. Last week, we, we had a lot of hockey stuff going on, personal stuff, so we decided to take a week off. But we're back here with a big episode, a lot of news, and let's get started. Thomas, how are you doing? I'm good. Excited for the holiday season coming up, so that's good. <laughs> oh, yeah, and I mean, you always started off by talking about shinny, and we did our first shinny session last week, so that's... Damn! Uh, it was pretty rough. It was more like <laughs> skating on skating on snow in Asheville. <laughs> you got to sharpen those skates after that. Oh, yeah. Um, anyways, let's just hop right into uh, the news of the week or the news of the last two. Um, the New Jersey Devils showcased their first ever third jersey, which was absolutely terrible. Um, they had to really explain the obvious by putting jersey on the front of it. Um, I don't know. What do you guys think of, uh, of that one? I think it's ugly. I do not like it at all. Like, there's no creativity. I like the colors. Like, don't get me wrong. I like the black. Um, I even, the design's not too bad, but just the logo. Like, I don't like how there's like hardly any red. Yeah, I mean, it's a third jersey, right? So, I see why they're away from the primary colors. But honestly, we're gonna get to ugly jerseys. I don't know if it's in our notes because if not, I'm gonna get to it right now. It is. It is. Yeah, yeah. it's the next up. Oh, perfect. Okay. I, don't worry. I'll, I'll rant about a jersey when we get there. So, All right. Whatever. Thomas? Yeah. I saw a picture, and it was, like, very similar to, I think it was Chicago's winter classic jersey. They just black and white stripes. Yeah. Yeah. Plus, just, like, the whole jersey, like, jersey, jersey thing. If they yeah. change it to maybe just put devils, I think it would look a little nicer. Yeah. I Honestly, I, I just, just for me, there's they're the New Jersey Devils. They are known for their literally one of the only teams in the league that Jersey's primary color is red. Yeah. Right. Like, like they should have incorporated a little more red. Like I understand it's your third Jersey. So you're going to stray away from the primary colors, but literally nothing there is red. Yeah. Right. Added some red details in, <laughs> but I mean, it's an NHL Jersey. It's going to sell like wildfire anyways, especially now because it's a meme. Yeah. Like it's exactly what it is going to be. Anyways, on the topic of ugly jerseys, how do you guys like Nashville's? Oh my gosh. Or or sorry, Smashville. Okay. That's garbage. All I know is what the hell is that that middle of that jersey? The colors are whatever, but the letters are different sizes. Some are uppercase, some are lowercase, different font. <laughs> um yeah, they go over like it's a yellow kind of. I can't explain it. It's like a yellow belt in the middle and the, and the letters are blue, but the blue letters bleed into the blue Jersey. It's like, like, it just looks like a mess. It looks like a, a senior kindergarten, junior kindergarten, like art uh, kind of <laughs> uh, assignment. And uh, I heard the justification for it after people were bashing it. Cause it, it got a lot of heat right away. Someone came out and said, it's supposed to resemble a music poster um like in you know in, in nashville um but the fact you have to justify that 
like that just shows that it was a bad decision. So I don't like it at all. Um, that's my perspective on it. So yeah, I, as you can tell, I don't like it. Yeah, no, I hate it too. I think it. Uh, I think they missed as well, big time. Yeah. And um, I honestly didn't even see the picture of Tampa's um, third. To be honest, I didn't. Shut up. It's, I like it a lot. It's very nice. Yeah, Tampa's one was really nice. Tampa always has nice jerseys. Yeah, it's nice and clean. Is this black and white one? No, no, it's it has bolts along it. Um, isn't it an outdoor game? Search up Tampa outdoor game. <laughs> Literally nothing is. Oh yeah, there it is. There it is. That's yeah. actually nasty. I like that one. Yeah, that's nasty. Yeah, I like it a lot. It's yeah, no, that's a nice jersey. I'll give him that one. That one looks good. Yeah. That one was really nice. Anyways, yeah. moving right. on from some jerseys and uh into the Canucks. Oh my god. <laughs> Yesterday, there was the jersey throwing on the ice and the fire bending chance. Someone threw a jersey on the ice yesterday? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I didn't even see that. Yeah, we are. They are in that territory. I mean, I can't judge them from, from coming from my fan base. We were throwing jerseys at the beginning of the season, and we're now in the first place in the NHL. So, I mean, that's that. But, man, life is not good over there in Vancouver. Um. You know, JT Miller was, uh, you know, shouting at practice saying we don't know what we're doing on one of the drills that I guess Travis Green didn't explain properly or whatever. It's just a mess. It's just a mess over there. They lost to Pittsburgh yesterday. It was a 4-1. Gensel had a Hattie in the yeah. second period. They took so yep. many penalties. They yeah. took three penalties within the span of 30 seconds. Yeah. Gensel scored twice. That put the game away. Yep. And I'm always at uh, two, two of Gensel's goals were deflected off of a, a defender. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they were very weird goals. Yeah, so it was just like they're just getting pummeled, and I don't know, man. Like they got it, they got to blow it up, right? Like they have to, or at least try. Well, you're oh. you're hitting that you're hitting that territory where, you know, we're almost at the Christmas break, and you're well below five hundred. I mean, you strung together two wins. I thought, you know, maybe they can get this going, and then. When when you're at a point when you're at a point like that this far into the season, one loss literally sets the entire fan base off, right? Yep. So even if you win two of three consistently for the next two weeks, whatever, every loss is gonna hurt because you're so far. You know you have such a slow start. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a bit, I agree with you. It's very hard for them to. Uh, they do have a favorable schedule coming up. Um, I saw something on Twitter where it's like a lot of teams below five hundred, I believe, but. Unless you go on like a five to seven game winning streak here, like I don't see how Benning or uh, what's his face? Travis Green. Yeah, but, but every team heading into Vancouver now has got to be looking at them like freaking Arizona Coyotes, man. Yeah. You know, like it's 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 got to be a win. But anyways, that's it is what it is in Vancouver. <laughs> pretty, it's pretty cut and dry, pretty straightforward. Yeah, we'll yeah. see how it turns out, though. I mean, yeah. Um, other big news is uh, Matt Murray on waivers. Um, he has really struggled um, from, you know, from his uh, 
Stanley Cup runs in Pittsburgh and and all that, but uh, he cleared as well because no one was going to take on that contract. Yep. Um, and um, he's now in the AHL. I mean, I heard. Um, I can't remember. Was it? Uh, I remember it was Dangle or Elliot Friedman on uh, on Thirty Two Thoughts, but uh, someone was saying how if Murray reports to the AHL, like what does that do for their development? I know goalies down there. This guy's back, right? Yeah, right. So I I don't know what Ottawa's gonna do, man. They might have to eat salary or something. Yeah, that's true. Like eat salary and try to show. Yeah. And like in my head, I thought, you know, what if Buffalo took a flyer? But then they just acquired Malcolm Subban from Chicago. I mean, I'm not saying that Malcolm Subban is a, a bona fide number one goalie, but I mean, it's better than what they got. And if they don't have to pay Matt Murray, you know, that contract, then they don't, you know, probably best for them, but. Yeah, I don't know. I, I hope he bounces back. I liked him, man. He was a good story when uh, when he won his two cups. Oh, yeah. You know, he literally stole the crease from like Mark Andre Fleury, right? And now he can't even get an NHL job, so it's rough, rough for him. Um, Islanders, another team that uh, had some games postponed from due to COVID. Eight players were in protocol. Um, man, like this is starting to get worrisome. Like when you look at it in the grand scheme of things, the second team now that's had uh, schedules postponed, um, due, due to COVID and, and I'm worried about the Olympics. That's where, that's where my I head about is. To say, I, I had a good conversation with our buddy Peluso last night because I was watching the Leafs with him and we were debating, like, you know, I really want to see the Olympics. Like, and then he was saying, He's worried that they might not go because of the whole politics issue, right? With people, yeah. countries wanting to boycott China, which is uh, which is fine if it if it's because of that. But I really hope the league doesn't pull out just because they're scared they're not going to play the eighty-two games because that's a huge shot. Well, I'm not sure if you I'm not sure if you heard, but if you if you test positive in China for you're yep. stuck there for three weeks. Yeah, yeah I saw that. Mm-hmm. Right. But like, I mean, the players have already committed without like players are on board to go with that risk. So the only reason why the league is going to pull out, like I said, unless it's, if it's because of boycotting where Canada says they're not going to go us, then it's different Then the Olympics aren't even going to happen. But, so, but what, what Palooza was talking about was not a player boycott. It was a political boycott. I didn't, I, yeah, didn't that's what I, said. No, I said politics. Yeah, I know. But like, it's not that the countries are going to pull out of the Olympics. They're just not going to send their political representatives. Because like a lot of the time, I heard Canada is debating not sending their their competitors. I'm pretty sure it wasn't competitors. I'm gonna look it up, but continue. I mean, regardless, I just don't see how the league's gonna. I really hope the league doesn't pull out because of this these COVID situations. Because really, it's like six games total between the Sens and the Islanders that they got to make up. That's not an excuse to shorten the uh, the Olympic break, in my opinion. You want to have you want a buffer period, the week after the Olympics or it's the week before I can't remember is All Star break. Shut like cut that off. That's a week right there. Play those makeup games, and um, don't don't not send your players to the Olympics because you you gave them this false hope. I'm talking guys like Ovi, guys like Crosby, who you know, this might be their last time going to represent their country. 
maybe not, maybe, yeah, but, you know, they are reaching the end of their prime. Four years is a long time to the next one. Um, you don't say yes, and then you pull out because of some schedule things. I understand if it's like, you know, a good handful, eight, 10 teams that have had games postponed, then that's more like, like it makes more sense. But to pull out right now, or even a month from now, if things still look the way they are, where, you know, maybe another team goes down and misses a few games. Like, I don't think it's excusable enough to not your players. I, I really want to see the Olympics as a fan standpoint. And even from the player standpoint, I know, I know players are dying to play. Yeah, so, I, so I looked it up by the way, yeah. um, the liberal government, they're not sure. They're not entirely sure yet, but they have said that they want to do a diplomatic boycott. Uh, I see which means the players will still play because they pretty much, they pretty much said like these players train their entire lives to do this. Like, you know, like we'll make a statement as a government, but not as, you know, without, you know. Yeah. That makes more sense. I mean, for politics, you're going to get the, like you said, these gymnastics, these, you know, these figure skaters, these luge, like anyone, yeah. like, they, like you said, they've been trained their whole lives for this. So politics shouldn't impact that. Um, so that I guess that makes more sense. Yeah. Anyways, Thomas, you want anything to add? No, I think you guys hit on everything. So <laughs> we spent a little more time on that one than I thought. Um, well, there's a Vander Kane story. Um, he got waived. He said he will report to um San Jose's AHL team, but plans to make a return to the NHL. I don't know if this guy ever does, to be honest. What do you um, think? I heard there's three teams interested in him, which... Yeah, I saw that too. Honestly, if I'm those three teams, I don't think the teams were named, but if I'm those three teams, you're going to give yourself a very bad rep if um, if you trade for a guy like that, at least in my opinion, especially with all these with all of these, you know, issues that, he, that are going on with the guy. You don't want to bring a guy like that in. So I don't have... Him, did you hear about the, uh, the escrow thing in the AHL? So he gets paid, he gets paid his NHL contract, but because he's in the AHL, he doesn't pay escrow. So he makes even more money. Oh we were God. saying, so people were saying that technically Evander Kane should want to stay in the AHL. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. We'll, we'll see what plays out there. I just really hope a team doesn't go trade for him because that's not going to, I know he's a good player, but he's probably a locker room cancer and do you really want to bring that into your atmosphere, especially because he's probably going to go to a competitive team? I, I don't see why you would do that. I don't care how good of a player he is. Um, I'm going to use this to kind of segue into the Montreal news, probably the yeah, biggest news for the next two weeks. But it's kind of funny how – I was talking to Thomas about this. Evander Kane was waived. I think it was on the Monday or something. And then Bergevin was fired that same night. I literally said to Thomas, I know this is probably not true, but I was like, what if Montreal's whoever made the decision, I don't know, whoever it was, what if they thought, I don't want this Bergevin guy to do something where he goes to claim Evander Kane and then we fire him? Because, you know, they were debating firing him. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Literally, I wonder if that, like, pushed them over the edge and said, you know what, before this guy gives us more of a bad rep, because, you know, with the with the Logan Milieu stuff yeah. and all yeah, of that. Not a bad theory. So I, it's so funny because the same day that, Kane was waived they're like you know what we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna fire this guy now so um it's just a little theory that I got going on but either way that's kind of a segue biggest news of the two weeks 
Bergevin, fired. Trevor Timmons, their head scout, fired. And Paul Wilson, I don't really know what his role was, but he was also fired. And Jeff Gordon was hired as head of hockey ops. And I see a lot of people saying that pretty didn't, much. Didn't Scott Mellonby step away too? Uh, when he found out he wasn't in, in the running for the job? I think so, yes. Jeff Gordon, but Jeff Gordon being hired of hockey ops is something to watch because everyone's saying, I see a lot of Habs fans saying, and it's hockey, uh, the hockey world in general, that he's practically the GM. Um, they're saying no matter who they bring in, it's going to be Jeff Gordon making the decisions. Um, it's yeah. something that they've been eyeing for a while. All they're going to do is bring in a face that speaks French. That's what I was about to say. The GM is literally going to be a guy who can speak French. Like, I see Patrick Waugh in the running. I see... Like, it's just a guy who's really a face, like you said, a face who can speak French because Jeff Gordon trying to speak French was funny. Good for him for trying. I mean, he could have. Yeah, I give him points for that. He could have not done it. I mean, you can't make fun of the guy. He doesn't know how to speak French. What do you want him to do? Um, So good for him for trying. Um, But yeah, he's going to be running. He's going to be steering the ship there. And just, I mean, I don't have much to say about this. I I knew Bergman was out. I thought he was going to be out this offseason, even though they made the finals. Um. Trevor Timmons, a lot of Habs fans have been calling on this guy to get fired for years now because he's been he's been drafting their guys and and you know he's their head scout since literally I don't know how long ago he's been hired, but Habs in the last 10 years, I think more actually, they haven't had a player score over 70 points. So, you know, and they've had a lot of high draft picks. So um I'm talking their own draft picks. I'm not talking a guy like Nick Suzuki, who they traded for. So a lot of Habs fans had issues with Trevor Timmons. So I'm sure that's a relief of them for them. And hopefully Montreal can finally accept that they need to rebuild and, you know, put that fan base back on a winning, winning note. Um, yeah. Five years, I would say. I mean, I don't want them good now. Hey, Atlantic's good enough. But yeah, um, I don't know if you, you guys want to add to Bergeron. It's big news, but I don't have much to say about it. <laughs> I mean, you pretty much covered it. I don't know if Thomas has uh, anything yeah, to add. I think – no, I, 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 I agreed with the Patrick Law thing. Like, I did hear that he really wanted it too. Um, so, I think he just got that position, but it's not like he has much power, as you guys are saying. Yeah. It'd be funny if Patrick Law got the position, though, because of the way he left Montreal. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um, moving on to the uh, best Canadian team in the NHL right now. The Leafs set the franchise record for most wins in a month with 12. Previous was 11. Um, they were also 7-0 and on the road for the, mo- for the month for the third time in franchise history. So they just love traveling in November. That's what I got from that. November was, wow. I, I have nothing but good things to say about this team. And we'll, we'll get to it a little later on when we kind of do a quick recap of the last two weeks. But... They've been playing great hockey throughout. It's not like they were scrapping away wins. Like on the Western, those Western three games, I think they outscored, what was it, 15 to three or something? Yeah, they blew them out. Man. I don't have the exact numbers, but it's something in that ballpark. Like it's like 16 4. It was something around there. Like absolutely dominant. And just that, that was pretty much the story of all those wins, except really the one against Buffalo earlier in the month. Um, yeah. They were all statement, you know good defensive hockey, depth scoring, like everything you want. So, I mean, good for them. I mean, we've seen franchise records before and then first round exits. So none of this really means much to me. Um, exactly. All that matters to me is they're playing discipline hockey. I don't care about – I'd rather them lose a game and play discipline hockey than 
win a game and just half-ass it. I'm I'm being serious there. Like I'd rather give up the two points and I'm talking for lesson purposes though, because we know that they're probably going to get into a playoff spot. We know that they're going to string away wins. It's about how they do it. That's I know the regular season doesn't matter to a lot of fans, but to me, it matters how they're playing, just how it matters to the coaching staff. You know, Keith's never satisfied. I guarantee he doesn't give a shit about this, this franchise record. So yeah, um, yeah. that's really the mindset around this team. Um, I'm happy for them. It, it's enjoying, you know, it's kind of fun to watch. Um, but like I said, it, it, they got to be playing good hockey and, you know, it only matters in the spring. So, um, yeah, we can move on and then get to the least a little bit later on. Yeah. Um, the Red Wings are having a very good season and the rookies are just cleaning house. Um, <laughs> they have a rookie leading their team in goals and Raymond uh, leading their team in assists with Cider and save percentage, uh, Nadelkovic. Um, they are having a completely like shocking season to me i still had them like going through their growing pains and not having that good of a year but they're not doing too bad man honestly they're what we thought the signs would be this year yeah pretty much they're a a nightmare to play against and i think they could push for a spot i'm not even joking with the way they're playing heck they're in a way right now like they're playing good hockey. They have, they're playing complete hockey. Like, and they have depth. They got, you know, they got Ndelkovic who, rest in peace, Carolina. I don't care. You have Freddie Anderson. Ndelkovic is stellar, man. And I know Tim, you were going to say something, so I'll let you go. But you know, Cider and Raymond, Jesus, man, they're they're going to be one and two for the Calder this year, no doubt. I was saying, um, Nadel Nadelkovic is the reason. Like, I believe why they're making that push now i think before the signing they were still two to three years away yep. from from really challenging or making a push i agree but i think that that ned signing just it is the like final I, I guess final piece or just the key to push them over the edge well yeah and, and the fact that he's 23 years old like even if you guys don't exactly. have this year he's not even in his he's entering his prime like i just that really accelerated the rebuild. That's that's all it really did. It accelerated yeah. them by at least a year. So good for them. I like the Red Wings. I hate that they're in our division because I really, when I was younger, I always watched the Wings, Datsu, Zetterberg. Like, I love them. Um, so I can't necessarily cheer for them considering they're in the Atlantic. But <laughs> seeing them succeed makes me happy. And I love Maurice Sider. You guys know this. You podcast listeners know this. I love the kid. And, you know, good for them. I, it's a good story to see. Um. Well, yeah. I, can, I can lead us on. Yeah, go for it. Yeah, so the Wild are retiring Miko Koivu's number on March 13th. Very happy to see that. I think it's their first number that they're retiring as a franchise. Um, very nice to see. Uh, Koivu was great there, great captain. Um, so that'll be nice for him. Um, Brad Marchand suspended three games for a slew foot. Thank God this guy deserves to be suspended multiple times already this season. Finally got it. You know, what's funny. I think this was a combination of the slew foot got him probably a game or two. And then his comments to Panarin, I was surprised the league didn't even find him for that. He admitted to it. So I don't see how you, you can't find him at least. Um, I think they gave him an extra game just to say, you know, don't do that shit and, you know, make it seem like they did something because, you don't bring comment. I don't, don't want someone for chirping though. 
it's almost like making racist comments, man. Like, why? Like, the guy went through so much last year with his home country. And you're throwing that in his face in a game that you're losing, that he's literally, I think he had two goals that game. Like, come on. That there's no room for that. Like it's discreet. Like it's the same thing. It's it, honestly, it should be treated as a racist comment, in my opinion. I don't know if you guys agree, but it's not right. Like it's one thing to chirp a guy, you know, like a hockey chirp, like oh buddy, you're crap, or sit on the bench. It's where you belong, whatever. Which wouldn't make sense because it's Panarin. But it, it, slurs like that don't have. There's no place for that in hockey, especially with what's been going on lately. Um, so good on the league if they did add a game for that because. He deserves it. So that's all I got to say. I hate Brad Marchand, if you guys can't tell. So <laughs> not just because I'm a Leaf fan. I just don't like him. I hate that I have to cheer for him in Team Canada if he goes if we go to the Olympics this year. So the game that he returns back after the three-game suspension is against Vancouver. Or, yeah, Vancouver again. Oh, yeah. That's right. <laughs> so that'll be exciting to see. That's right. Um, Jack Hughes signed eight years, eight mil. Um, I called that. Remember, I called that over in our WhatsApp chat. Did yeah. You texted. You're like, it's gonna be because we saw that they were gonna announce it, and then you're like, oh, it's gonna be eight years, eight minutes. Yeah, hundred percent. I I saw that coming because he wasn't gonna get any less than Brady Kachuk, man. No, no, no. It's a great deal. I mean, oh, it's yeah. a fantastic deal. Did anyone check if Marner was trending on Twitter after that? I don't think he was. <laughs> oh wow, um, that's that's shocking to me. Yeah, I mean, I don't have much to say about this. I, I love the kid. Um, good for him. Cash in a nice. He loves it in New Jersey. He's got his brother Luke coming up soon. Um, he's the face of their franchise right now. So, you know, it's a great deal. I, I think it's a great deal. I think he's going to play into that very well. Um, yeah, it'll, 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 it, right now it probably looks steep because of, you know, yeah, exactly. sample size is, uh, right. isn't there. But, I mean, like you said, he will definitely uh, – I'll produce that uh, that contract in the future, hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Um, moving on. Oh yeah, we didn't get a chance to talk about this last week, but Brian Lemieux suspended five games for biting Brady Kachuk. What a fucking joke, man! What a joke that that play was, and the way the NHL handled. I'm not sure if you guys listened to uh, Dangle's podcast. But- yeah, I did. Oh my god, the league handled this thing so stupid. Oh yeah. Like one thing is it's I, been twice. I know that's like but what I don't understand is you you they couldn't suspend him for the the worst bite. They only suspended him for the first one because it was inconclusive or they didn't have video footage of the first bite. Meanwhile, Brady Kachuk had literal teeth marks bleeding on his other hand. Like I don't know, just, just awful. Just a stupid scenario in general. But uh, yeah, I don't know if you guys have anything to add to that, but I just think that Brendan Lemieux, and even what Kachuk said after about him too. Yeah, um, uh, Brendan Lemieux is like one of my least favorite players too, especially yeah. back in the days when he was on the Jets. Yeah, uh, just there the- were like stories coming out that in practice. He would uh, just like purposely take shots, shots at Eric Comrie's head, uh, and a lot of guys just didn't like him in the change room. Yeah, he's just a he's just a fucking bad guy. Like, Bro, I I I just want to say I love that Kachuk's both Kachuk's absolutely roasted this guy. I know that Matthew and him have a lot of beef from Junior. Um, Bro, their beef is their beef is back with their parents. Yeah, so I mean, 
I don't like Lemieux. I'm just going to say I don't like him as a player. I think he, he has a lot of issues. He even has a bad political views, too. I don't know if you guys know that. But, he, uh, yeah, he's a troubled player. That's, that's all I really have to say about him. Good he got suspended. He deserves it. Yeah. And as I alluded to before, uh, moving on from the topic, but Malcolm Subban got traded to the Sabres for future considerations. This is is anyone am I am I wrong to say that this is Subban's literal last chance in the in the show? Like, you know, he's didn't have it well with Boston, didn't have it well with Vegas, didn't have it well with Chicago. I mean, at what point, you know, does he uh I I mean, I think it's his last chance, and Buffalo is in dire need of goaltending right now. They're waiting on Craig Anderson to come back and get him a save because they cannot get a damn save. They were up 5-3-0 and 4-1 against Florida and lost the game 7-4. They cannot get a save. Um, And they're already having trouble selling tickets. So imagine with no goalie. Um, I agree. He's going to get the opportunity. Not expecting you to go out there and win 20 games for the Sabres, but you know, if you Just look play up, well, play yeah, well, that's all you need to do. Last year. So I agree, it, it is his last chance. Yeah. Um, sorry, stretching head there. Uh, the Canadians are building a medical team dedicated to mental health. Um, and that's actually really good news. Um, mm-hmm. you know, in hopes that other teams kind of follow this, mental health has been a serious topic of conversation, especially in the Canadians organization with Carey Price. Yep. Um, so it's good to see that they're taking uh, strides in the, in the right direction to, you know, I guess, help players and staff and anyone in the organization um, to get the help that they need. Um, it is a good model for other teams to hopefully follow um, in those footsteps. Uh, moving on, Jake DeBrus asked for a trade. I remember when I when you sent me this uh, this news clip, Nick. I said, "Do you think the Leafs even look this way?" Then you made a good point about you know bunting and all that stuff. Why well, move him? Yeah, like I like I like the idea of. I mean, I don't like the brush because of what happened with Kadri that year, and he's a Bruin. He he just he's a perfect Bruin, right? I don't see why they want to trade him, but whatever. Um, he would be he would be a good Hyman replacement, hundred percent. He wouldn't. It's like a bunting, right? Like if a guy who's gritty, you know, he can score, he can keep up. And a guy like that who needs, who's starving for a new opportunity, like they always do well on their yeah. new team, just how it goes. Um, so a team's going to get them and definitely benefit from them. Um, I do, I, I understand your point of view where it's like, you know, what, does it hurt to bring them in? No, but it's just, you have so many guys who you're like, like then what do you do with Richie, right? What do you do with Mikhaev? Like, it's just, could he make your team better? 120%. But it just, with the way Bunting's playing right now, it doesn't really make sense. And I also don't think they'll at least have a cap space. Um, but he will definitely be traded within the next week or two, I would say, because poor guy's getting booed at home. I mean, he came out and said he wants traded. So he got yeah. the next team at home. He got booed every time he touched the puck. Like you, that, especially in the TD Garden, like that hurts. So you don't want to be there anymore. And He's going to be traded very soon, I would assume. I know there's a lot of people interested. Yeah. So we'll see what happens there. And then just to wrap up kind of our long news segment here because of the two weeks, um, Kale Clegg. I didn't even know he was waived, but I saw yesterday he was claimed by the Habs. That's a great claim. But I didn't know he was – I thought he was 
Didn't he clear waivers earlier this season? Yeah, but right, right at the beginning, like when that whole waiver wire happened before the first day of the I know, season. but isn't it when you clear once you're 30 days? Oh, yeah. So I'm shocked they got past it the first time, but definitely not the second time. Yeah, um, good pickup by the Habs. Oh, yeah. He's he's going to come right in and play right away. I'm telling you right now. Yeah. Um, they're, they're, they're atrocious defensively this year. And I don't know if you saw the stat, but he also has the most power play points as a defenseman on the Habs now with three compared <laughs> to the others with only two. Yeah, honestly, you know what, guys? We're going to get fantasy former later, but add Kale Clegg to your watch list because, you know, there's there's great opportunity there in Montreal considering with the way they're playing defensively right now. Yeah. He might end up on the first line, especially with them shopping Chirac. Like, Clegg has some great opportunity there in Montreal. Um, so add him to your watch list. There's a little pre-fantasy corner segment there. Um, all right, so let's just get into the injuries here so we can get in, into fantasy corner after we talk about injuries and quickly about our teams. Um, I'm just going to blow through these. If you guys want to say anything about them, just interrupt me. I mean, I don't really have, Oh, sorry, that's my oven, guys. Um, <laughs> you're beeping. Guys, guys, cooking. Yeah, my oven's going off. We got our we got our f- ball hockey finals later, so I got to eat my lunch. Um, <laughs> we'll keep you guys updated on that. Anyways, so injuries, uh, Braden Point. This is very outdated now, but Braden points out week to week, four to six weeks. That was actually two weeks ago. So he might be back before or after the Christmas break. I don't know. Um, Brock Nelson out two to four weeks. Tyler Bertuzzi's in COVID protocol. That was ironic. Midway, <laughs> midway through <laughs> last week. Um, so he is out for 10 days from that day. Um, Tyler Johnson out a couple of weeks. He had the same surgery, the ADR disc replacement as Eichel. So it's good to see that now it seems that Eichel opened up this door of opportunity where yep. maybe players weren't able to get the surgery in the past. So Buffalo is going to kick themselves. Oh yeah. Eichel's already skating guys. He's yep. literally skating. He's able to be in no contact in two to three weeks. I mean, he's able to lift his no contact, uh, whatever in two, status in two to three weeks like that is insane insane this guy's might be this guy might be playing at the end of january the i mean whole, i the eichel surgery to like the same in the morning he got the surgery and then he just walked out yeah, that yeah. he's yeah. like there's no pain or anything like i'm so happy insane. i'm so happy for the guy like i i said this earlier in the podcast he's my favorite non-leaf like i love the kid well kid he's freaking in his prime now but I love him as a player. I think he's top five players in the league when he's at his best. And okay, top five centers. I mean, let me rephrase that. Um, and you know what? He's in a great market. He's on a great team. They're gonna make the cap stuff work, and he is gonna freaking excel. I'm telling you guys right now. And I'm just so happy to see it. He's already skating and training. Like that's amazing. Considering what this guy has been through in the last year and a half with Buffalo. It was as simple as that. I know there was a risk, but heck, he's your freaking base of your franchise. Yeah. Give him the surgery. Like, it's fine. He's in a way better market. He's in a way better team. He <laughs> wants to compete. He's never been in the playoffs before, I don't think. Correct me if I'm wrong. No, he hasn't. Oh, he hasn't. So, I'm so happy for the guy. So, I'm on Team Michael. Yeah. Um. <laughs> All right, so that's really it for injuries. There's a, there's a few minor ones that we might have missed. If, forgive us, it's been two weeks. Um, okay. But these are the main kind of bigger names. Um, 
another one I know we can add in here because kind of as a segue into how our teams did, uh, Mitch Marner went down at practice on Thursday <laughs> from an awkward hit by Jake Muzzin. And they were kind of like seen exchanging words afterwards, which is fine. I mean, if I got fucking hit and I'm actually hurt, I'd be pissed too. Um, not happy to see that because he did miss last night against Mini. He's missing tonight against Winnipeg. Um, precautionary reasons. I'm okay with it. They almost won last night without him. I mean, if you don't want to make it worse, right? So that's another big name out there. Um, yeah, so that kind of segues. Um, I don't know if Thomas wants to start with the Jets really quick, and then we can get into the Leafs. I'm going to keep it as quick as possible. But um, I don't know. How do you guys want to do this? Thomas, you want to start? Or... Yeah, let Thomas go. He hasn't, uh, yeah. He hasn't I'll, gone I'll be quick. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll be quick, too, uh, because the Jets were pretty bad last week. I think we had we had four losses in a row, um, and two of them were against the Canucks and Columbus, which, you know, realistically we should be winning those games. And then yep. the the thrashing from Minnesota, the seven one, that yeah. was such a bad game. It was just like nothing. Like Hellebuck got pulled, every shot went in. It was just not a pleasant time to be watching hockey. And then I was at Knicks, and I was like, oh, yes, let's go. Dubois scored. And then right after, uh, they came back, Kaprizov put it in, I think. Um, and then they bounced back against Calgary. So then I was like, okay, we can build some momentum. We're versing Arizona. And then 47 shots and could not put one <laughs> past Vejmelka. He's a good goalie, don't get me wrong, but we did make it easy on him. For some reason, we just love – taking like our defense just love floating it right yeah. on the net on the blue line like i don't know what we're, our plan is uh, we don't believe in taking slap shots or just moving the puck around but but so many floaters right at the local we made his job easier uh than it should have been especially with 47 shots uh, and then on friday the big one against new jersey which was good to see eight four um I guess hopefully now they can carry those momentum. The next two games are pretty rough, as Nick mentioned, against the Leafs. Um, but the Leafs are coming off the back-to-back and no Marner. Yeah, and Hutches in that. The league is pathetic with their scheduling. Yeah, and Hutches in that too. I mean, like, if there is a game on paper, you say Jets should be winning, this is the game. Um, and then, it, you know, it's uh, I think we play – yeah, three times next week, so it's a light schedule. So I think the New Jersey win hopefully can bounce us back, especially Shifley coming off the hat trick. Uh, should just push the team further. And yeah, I guess I'm excited to see the game tonight, especially against the Leafs, and hopefully I can throw in some chirps uh, uh, to the to the boys. Yeah. Honestly, I mean, uh, Eric, you can talk about the Leafs first if you want, but all I want to say is, um, sorry, my dog's barking. Um, all I want to say is. That pisses me off with the scheduling. This happened to Leafs three times this year so far. Where they're this... They're... Why is my bell ringing? Sorry, guys. Everything okay? going on right now. Um, let me just finish what I'm saying, and then I'll mute and Eric. You can start off. Um, I don't like that the Leafs are always the, the team who's... The only team who's playing in the second half of a back-to-back, and they're the ones on the road. Like, that doesn't make sense. I understand there's a lot of scheduling conflicts with, you know, other teams, uh, concerts, you name it. But... Three out of the first, whatever, we're 25 games in, they're the second half. They're the only team that's playing on the second half of back-to-back, and they're traveling. Like, come on. It 
we finished the game at 10.15 last night. They played 22 hours late, less than 22 hours later, and they got to travel from the U.S. to Canada with this COVID stuff. So that's going to take some time, you know, and then they got to play. I'm, I don't care. I mean, they can afford a loss if that's what happens. And, I mean, you're athletes. You should be able to play even without sleep. But it's just – it's kind of stupid. Three times so far this season, like, come on. Um, yeah. Eric, you could talk about the Leafs first, then I'll go. Yeah, well, I mean – you pretty much covered the uh, the negative aspects of of what I had to, to say, but I mean for the Leafs, it's been it's been a good ride so far. I've been enjoying uh, I've been enjoying watching them play, and um, we've been getting we've been getting really really good goaltending out of Campbell. Which man, if he's not raising eyebrows in Team USA's uh, you know front desk, their front office, there, man, I don't know. But um, it has been some pretty enjoyable hockey. Um, for me to for me to watch and i'm sure nick would agree uh yesterday you know we we did lose to the wild but i mean you know rough start to the game we were down three nothing and then came back battled forced overtime but um yeah i mean not much to pick apart right now we've been starting on time we've been getting good goaltending you know it's been uh it's been pretty good so i don't know if nick has anything to add or if he's still on mute or or whatever but yeah i'm on, i was on mute but just ignore the, the barking in the background um all i gotta add is yeah i mean i touched on it earlier and you touched on it too with their goaltending you know defensively they're playing great they're getting depth scoring matthews is on a tear right now since shaving that mustache <laughs> um like it's 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 complete hockey i love it um they're eight one and one in the last 10 they're i think they're four, no, 15, two and two since two and one since that game against Pittsburgh. Like, that's ridiculous. Um, so I like the hockey we're seeing from them. I'll just go over a quick recap of their games um, since we last recorded. Against the Rangers, they won three nothing. Or was it? No, Islanders, sorry. Um, against LA, they won six two. San Jose, four one. Anaheim, five one. Colorado, eight three. And then they lost last night in OT, but they were down 3 nothing early where I counted them out because they just looked, I don't know, they looked very slow. That's something we haven't seen in a while from them. But, man, Jason Spezza, yes. I love that guy. Honestly, I have an empty league jersey I just bought uh, for myself earlier this year, a white away jersey. I'm really considering putting Spezza on the back. I'm not even joking. I know he doesn't have much time left, but, fuck, every time the Leafs are at their lowest, he's at his highest, like, He's always picking them up out of the games they look their lowest. Steve Dangle was mentioning on his uh, review of last night, and, yeah, you go back to the playoffs where he started that fight against Columbus. You know, he scored that goal against Montreal that, that went to OT in game five. Um, he's always he's always bringing his A game. I love Jason Spezza, and he is underpaid. I'll tell you that right now. Um, but, yeah, the Leafs showed some fight last night, got the point, well-deserved point, shoot up stupid. Um <laughs> And that's really it. I mean, that, that hit on Jack Campbell. I'm not complaining about the referee, like the officiating, uh, but that hit, the fact that it went uncalled really pissed me off. He blew right through the blue paint, did nothing to avoid the hit, the contact to the head. Campbell goes down. They don't even stop the play. Like, come on. Oh, Felino went to go stick tap him after. Oh, that, 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 um, that cures concussions. <laughs> Fuck, if he was hurt from there, I would have, I don't even know what I would have done. Um, so I'm glad he's okay. 
after the game, he did the most Campbellist thing of all time, where he's like, I like contact sometimes. Um, but yeah, so the Leafs have been playing well. Hope they continue to play well. And that's that's really it, man. We can move on to fantasy corner. Everyone's favorite segment. Yes, sir. Uh, Nick, I'll let you uh, lead off the uh, fantasy corner risers. <sighs> okay. Um, you guys always do this to me. Hold on. Um, <laughs> I'm always not ready. Sorry. If you okay. want, you can go. No, no, don't worry. I can start off with my boy, uh, Jesper Brad over here. So he had a very slow start to the year, but over his last 14 days, two weeks, he has two goals, five assists, 24 shots on goal. Like he is playing excellent. I mean, New Jersey as a whole is scoring a lot of goals, but yes, for brass on their top line, top power play, definitely worth the guy to watch. Um, another guy I want to talk about is Lucas Raymond. We talked about him a little bit earlier. Pretty obvious. He's leading the team in points, leading the team in goals. In his last 14 days, I'm just going to get it for you guys so I don't say something wrong. He has he has three goals in his last um, few games played, but they also missed a few games because of COVID. I think they had to burst the Islanders, I believe. Um, yeah, he's scoring big goals, though, overtime winners, like freaking playing excellent. So if Lucas Raymond's somehow available, he's 76% rostered, so I don't think he would be in many pools, but he's worth the add. Um, another guy who I want to mention is Rupi Hints. My gosh, I took him very early, as I've talked about. He's been in our followers multiple times. But my gosh, is he on an absolute terror. He has seven goals and two assists in his last, I think it's, I don't know, six games played. Two power play points, two shorthanded points. He got those two shorthanded goals in one game. Eric, I remember I was with you that night. Yeah. Um, I have him in fantasy. I've believed in him. I hope he continues this. Robertson coming back really helps them. They're finding their connection again. And, you know, Dallas is winning games as well. So look out for Rupi Hintz if he's available. If some guys dropped him because they didn't believe in him. I'm sure he's picked back up, though, with this terror he's been on. If he's somehow available, please add him because you won't regret it. Um, I could take one more, then you guys can go ahead. Um, I want to take Philip Forsberg. I have him in two pools. Uh, I love this guy. I, I heard Nashville might be shopping around if they didn't make the playoffs. Holy cow. But I love the Leafs to get this guy, which wouldn't be possible, but fuck, he is so good. Like he's, he's the, he's a definition of a pure goal scorer. Anyways, his last two weeks, he has six goals, two assists, four goal night uh, last week. Nashville as a whole is playing a lot of good hockey and he's definitely a reason why he just came back from injury actually two weeks ago. So Philip Forsberg, he's owned in, I think, 90% of pools. But if you have him, congrats. That's all I can say. And hopefully he keeps <laughs> it. Uh, Thomas, go ahead. Yeah, so the first guy I'll go with is somebody who I know last year when he signed the contract, people are like, oh, Minnesota is signing him after one good season. But, um, yeah, Kirill Kaprizov, he just transformed Minnesota as a whole. I think whoever plays on his line, like he's making guys like Hartman look good or better than he is um so yeah i love kirill kaprizov watching him play yesterday too against the leafs he's just so electric he's so fast he, he wants to make the play happen it's just nice to see uh but he's got like five goals nine assists uh, after a really slow start so it's just good to see this picking it back up the second player here uh who had a really good week was mckenzie Weger, and he offers you assists not as much as Ekblad will get. However, 
Uyghur has 18 hits and 19 blocks uh, in the past two weeks, which I think if you're in a league that values hits and blocks, um, I think Uyghur is just a perfect defenseman for that, for bangers leagues. And the fact that he can add a couple assists tonight, it, he's just such a good player. Um, who else is here? And then, yeah, the final guy I'm going with is a goalie, James Reimer. Um, I have him in one of my pools. I forget which one, but I've just been keeping a track on him, and he's been doing really well. He is not confirmed to play tonight or Friday. I think something happened where he got sick or injured. Um, but he's got four in the last two weeks. He has four wins, 10 goals allowed, and one shutout. Uh, it's good to see. I think Reimer's a good goalie. And, yeah, that's all for me. So I'll hop on the uh, risers train here and I'll add, you know, one that probably is not available in many leagues at all, but um, he's just exploded the last couple of days in Jonathan Huberto. Yeah, no, he's a hundred percent rostered, but I'm putting him on my <laughs> risers anyways, because I acquired him. <clears throat> he didn't exactly start off well for me, but uh, he's been on a tear lately. Another one on my list is Josh Norris. Since coming back from the uh, COVID break that he had there um, with, with the centers, he's been money. He's got uh, he's on a four-game point streak. He's got uh, four points in his last three games. He's doing pretty well, starting to finally uh, to climb up in, in fantasy. And he's only rostered in 46% of pools, so he's available in a lot of pools. So right now I'd, uh, I'd take a look, and especially because – the next two games coming up for him are against New Jersey and New York Islanders. So he's got some chances to put up some points um, coming up. Um, and that's it for me um, with the, with the risers. I'll, uh, I'll kick off the fallers. I really only have one that I want to talk about and it's because I have him in fantasy um, and I need to move him. But uh, Travis connect me every year, every year. And you can ask Nick and Thomas, I, try to acquire or draft Travis Konechny and I'm always not successful. And this year I got my hands on him. And of course, Philly is just doing awful. <laughs> so I can't catch a break, but um, yeah, I would uh, definitely look to be moving on from, uh, from Travis Konechny. He, you know, he doesn't put up many fantasy numbers besides goals and assists. So when he's not scoring, he's not an asset at all, which is, what Philly is not doing right now. So I would look to, to get rid of Travis Konechny in any way, shape or form. And I'll pass, I'll pass the next followers on to Nick or Thomas, whichever wants to. Uh... Yeah, I can, I can go ahead. Um, sorry, the dog's still barking. I can't really control it. Um, <laughs> so uh, my first one is Sean Couturier. I mean, I'm really high on this guy, but he has two assists in his last 11 games. So Philly, I know Philly as a whole, their 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 scoring has really dried up. I'm sure it'll come back around. No, I'm not worried. But yeah, Kateria is someone that's raising my eyebrows right now. It's just one guy gets going, and then one guy seems to cool off for me. Um, my big guys, that is Kateria. I got Pedersen. Why? Not we haven't even mentioned him because we keep mentioning him, but still Pedersen's doing nothing. Um, so I'm glad to see on my team that hints is. But anyways, yeah, Kateria. Not much to be said there other than he has two points in 11 games. I know he's important to Philly defensively, so it's fine, but he needs to score. So hopefully he turns that around. Uh, another one I'll talk about is Brock Besser. He has one assist in 11 games. He's a minus nine. I mean, we talked about Vancouver. It's pretty obvious why, but yeah. 
like I don't know. I just don't see how these guys are <laughs> like really. It's just Garland who's consistent on that team right now. So and Quinn Hughes, like it's kind of ridiculous. But yeah, Brock Besser. I don't. I don't. I didn't touch anyone from Vancouver this year except Patterson was my keeper. So. I can't speak much to like I don't regret anything there, but if you dropped if you drafted best or high or even Patterson, man, I feel bad for you. So um yeah, that's that's all I really have to say. Um Thomas has a few here that he'll mention and then we'll move on to sleepers. The best part, in my opinion. Yeah, so I have here uh Josh Morrissey, who has one point in eight games. Um that is including the Friday game. He's been a minus seven, and he it's weird. Uh, I think Winnipeg always rotates their their defense for the power play. Like sometimes it's Pionk, sometimes it's Schmidt, um, sometimes it's Morrissey. So I think I don't know. I just don't see the the value in holding Morrissey, uh, especially when there's just other defensemen there. And same with the Jets; they're notorious for not having defensemen scoring. Um, who else wasn't? Didn't, did you guys talk about Jamie Ben? Yeah, so Jimmy Ben's another one, zero points in five games. And uh, I think Dallas is handing over the reins now to the younger guys, Ruby Hens, Jason Robertson. Um, Dallas does get wins. They don't get much scoring, but the scoring they do get are just from the younger guys now. Um, I think that's everyone on the list here. Everyone wants to follow her, yep. Yep. Nick, I know you have a few lists, a uh, few names on this list for sleepers, so we'll let you kick that one off. Nick? Sorry, I was on mute. I just realized. <laughs> um, I started talking, and then I'm like, oh, shit. Um, yeah, so my first one is Chris Russell. Um, I love putting bang, banger players, banger leagues, whatever you want to call them, in, uh, in the sleepers because I know a lot of leagues – our banger league so um yeah chris russell in his last two weeks well he he only played five games because he's recently been scratched um he hasn't played much start the year but because nurse went down um slater cuckoo's down and there's another big injury they have who is it Cody cc Cody cc um they're relying heavily on chris russell and yeah in these last five games he has an assist it's a plus five Six hits and 25 blocks, um, which is insane. Um, yeah, he's a blocking machine. He actually just became the, the highest shot blocker uh, since he started tracking it. So it's pretty neat. Um, anyways, moving on, another banger. Um, good guy to have in those deep pools is Luke Shen. He has a goal and two assists, 11 shots on goal, 20 hits, nine blocks in his last five games played as well. Um, so that's another great player to add. They're only owned in like 2% of pools. Well, Russell's in three, Shen's in one. Um, yeah, I've been holding on to these guys. Sucks because <laughs> no streamer spots, but I mean, they're getting me two to three points a game, so I'm not complaining. Um, another guy, Michael Bunting. I mean, that one's pretty obvious. He's skating with Matthews and Marner. I dropped him in my last – I dropped him when he was moved down to the fourth line. And you know what? Usually when I drop players, they do good. And considering he's on the Leafs, I'm not complaining. It makes it feel better. Um, yeah, since I dropped him in his last two weeks, he has two goals, seven assists, plus five, 14 shots, six hits, three blocks. Um, he gets you some penalty minutes as well if, you're, if your category counts that. 
Um, yeah, nothing much to say there. He doesn't get power play time, which is kind of surprising, but he's still doing excellent on five on five. Um, and it's not like he's just touching the puck and then Matthew scores. Like he's he's playing a great, he's playing like he's doing perfect in that role. Um, I'm not gonna say he's like Hyman, but I mean he has more five on five points than Hyman, but not saying he's a better player, but I'm just saying like he's doing very well in that position. He goes in the corners, he does his job, and he can keep up. So I'm glad to see that's working out. Um, and I'm glad to see him succeed. I was really high on this guy when they brought him in. Um, yeah, not much more to say about Bunting. There's one more player I didn't list, but I want to bring up because I just remember. Um, Victor Arvidsson. He came back two weeks ago. He had his first two games. I know because I haven't been too cool, so I'm watching this guy very closely. Um, his first two games, he didn't get anything. But since then, so in his last four games, he has two goals, four assists, 18 shots on goal. Um, he's PP1. He's playing with Kopitar on the first line. He's only 39% rostered in Yahoo Pools. Guys, I'm telling you, you won't regret it. Add this guy if he's available. Uh, he's a shooting machine. And, you know, it's, it's just how it goes that some of those go in. So he will score you some goals. So, um, yeah, Victor Arvidsson's my last guy. So you guys can take it over from here. Thomas, let you go. Yeah, so I know we have a bunch here, so it's hard to keep track. But um, so I have Vile Husso. Um just because Bennington isn't cool with protocol, so I think that's 10 days. It's just uh Huso's gonna be their number one starter. Um, so yeah, if you need if you can pick him up for next week, especially just because St. Louis, you know, will win games. Huso's a good add. Um, another one is Scott Perunovic, also in St. Louis. He uh, was recently called up, I think three weeks ago now. Um, and I saw like a giant rise on Yahoo. A lot of people were adding him. But uh, he's on last last week or last two weeks. He's got three assists in two games. Uh, he's on the second power play. And I think St. Louis, I like St. Louis's uh, second power play line rather than their first because their second one has Jordan Cairo. And that guy's been a monster this year. So I think Scott Perunovic is also a good streamer option to add. Um, Richard Raquel's another one since returning from his injury. He's picked up two goals, two assists, and I think he's playing on the second line with Segris. Uh, and I don't know who the other guy is. Uh, Raquel's just another player I like. I know Nick is interested in him on my fantasy team. So uh, I just hope Raquel can pick it up and maybe we can make Nick pay uh-huh. a higher price. Uh, <laughs> Noah Hannafin, one goal, four assists. Calgary are doing well this year and not much to say. Uh, Hannafin is just another good stream, streaming option. I think he does get power play time too, uh, if I'm not wrong. Not and I guess, Hannafin. Yeah, the other one, Adam Boquist. Um, I don't know his exact stats. I think he had that one game with two power play points or a power play goal. But he does well on Columbus's power play. He, he had a he stays health. goals and an assist, two power play points. Yeah, if he does... If he stays healthy, um, I assume him as a good option on that power play. And if Lainey can come back, uh, that power play only gets stronger. All right. Um, I guess I'll close it off. Um, Ryan Johansson is on my list here. In the last two weeks, he's got one goal, seven assists, and he's got a couple on the power play as well. He's only 27% owned in all of Yahoo Pools. So this guy is available and doing well. So I would take a flyer on him or keep an eye on him 
see if it continues or if it doesn't continue. Um, and last but not least on my list is Yanni Gord. He's got two goals and six assists in the last two weeks, and he's only 29% owned. And he's playing top line in Seattle, you know, top power play. He's doing his thing over there. So, you know, someone's got to score in Seattle. So I feel like uh, Yanni Gord is a someone good to look at, and he's, he's available in a lot of pools. So that's all we got for, for sleepers, and, and I guess that concludes the episode, boys. Yeah, man, it was, it was a good uh, one. It was action-packed. Was a good one. Yeah, definitely, definitely full of uh, full of stuff, action-packed. But that's happens when you take a week off. We got to play some catch up. Yeah, it was good to be back. Yeah, definitely, definitely good to be back. But now we got to go and win a ball hockey championship, and uh, sir, hopefully, got some good news for you guys next week. <laughs> and thanks everyone, as always, yeah. for listening. And please, 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 give me feedback. Hockey card collector thirty four on Instagram. Um, anything's appreciated tell us what you want us to talk about you know let us know so uh thanks for always supporting us and we hope you enjoyed this episode and yeah we'll talk to you next sunday enjoy your week the holidays are coming up get out go skating do whatever you gotta do (laughs) take it easy guys take care